What up, son? It's the tail of the tapes. The fuck life. Saying. Ah, yes. It is tail of the tapes. We are back with season two, episode forty-two. On today's episode, we got Buster Rhymes and Mr. Cheeks. So I'm sure most people, at least inside the hip-hop community, and probably a fair amount outside of it as well, at least know who Busta Rhymes is. I personally had at least one or two Busta albums growing up, and while I wouldn't say I was a huge fan of his, I fucked with his music for the most part. Recently, he's done and said some things that have gotten a bit under my skin, but in general, I've always had love for Busta, although I never particularly thought he was necessarily anything special. Mr. Cheeks, if you are not aware, is from the legendary Queens rap group, The Lost Boys. And I have plenty of interesting history with Cheeks. I don't remember having any of his or The Lost Boys albums, but I do remember that to this day, Mr. Cheeks has one of my favorite rap songs of all time. It's called Me and My Crazy World. I was obsessed with that song when it came out in 1997 and still absolutely love the song currently, so shout-outs to Mr. Cheeks for sure. As far as expectations with this study go, I kind of just figured with the limited knowledge I had of him that he'd finish somewhere around the middle with average scores. So today, as we move into a new calendar year of 1996, and before I even speak about who was out first, I want to give you guys a warning that I did at the end of the episode last week. Okay, we left 1995, last week was the last week of 1995. We're moving on to 1996 starting today, and I'm warning you guys right now that 1996 might be one of the greatest freshman classes in hip-hop history. So be prepared for some astonishing finishes coming your way ASAP. So like I said, both of these artists had their debut albums out in 1996, but Busta Rhymes was out first, so let's start with him. Born Trevor George Smith Jr., May 20th, 1972, in New York City, United States. Other names, Busta Bus. Years active are listed as 1989 to present. Genres are listed as East Coast Hip Hop and Progressive Rap. And instruments are listed as vocals, samplers, and drums. So let's go ahead and check out some background info for Busta Rhymes here. Trevor George Smith Jr., born May 20th, 1972, known professionally as Busta Rhymes, is an American rapper. Chuck D. of Public Enemy gave him the moniker Busta Rhymes after NFL and CFL wide receiver George Busta Rhymes. He received 12 Grammy Award nominations for his work, making him one of the most nominated artists without winning. About.com included him on its list of the 50 greatest MCs of our time from 1987 to 2007, while Steve Huey of All Music called him one of the best and most prolific rappers of the 1990s. In 2012, the source placed him on their list of the top 50 lyricists of all time. MTV has called him one of hip-hop's greatest visual artists. Busta Rhymes was an original member of Leaders of the New School, a group that attracted national attention when they opened on tour for Public Enemy. His breakout performance was as a guest rapper on the Tribe Called Quest track Scenario. 
Shortly thereafter, the group broke up and Busta Rhymes became an independent guest rapper, appearing on numerous tracks for other artists before his solo debut album, The Coming, was released in 1996, peaking at number 6 on the Billboard 200 album chart, reaching platinum status and earning Rhymes a Grammy nomination. He has released nine total solo albums, the most recent being 2020's Extinction Level Event 2, The Wrath of God. His list of hit singles includes Woo-Ha, Got You All in Check, Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Could See, Dangerous, Turn It Up, Fire It Up, Gimme Some More, What's It Gonna Be, Pass the Cavassier Part 2, I Know What You Want, and Touch It. Among his other ventures, he founded the record label Conglomerate, initially Flip Mode Entertainment, and the production crew The Conglomerate, formerly Flip Mode Squad. So a fair amount there for Busta Rhymes, and I think that's warranted. Busta's a well-versed, consistently long-term, commercially successful artist. We see a whole bunch of Grammy nominations, although no wins, a whole bunch of hit singles, and at least one majorly successful album. So like I said, no shortage of info there for Busta. And just for the record, I was not aware that Busta Rhymes could play the drums, so that was an interesting side note, I thought. And with all of that out of the way, let's read up on what I wrote down on Busta Rhymes. I remember having a couple of Busta Rhymes albums back in my day, but not any in nearly the past two decades. He definitely reached with some sketchy lines, but did make some strong points, just seemingly not in the best way he could have. His hooks were mostly one line repeated, but were usually done in a very original, artistic, and unique way to keep away from being repetitive. He was good at being able to keep a topic and showed the ability to use different rhyme schemes. Busta also showed improvements with syllables rhymed as his career progressed and finished above average lyrically overall. In total, Busta qualified 10 albums for scoring. He was pretty consistent on his albums for the most part with 7 of the 10 being good and the other 3 being great. Of his 180 songs, 6 were great, another 74 were good, and only 1 was weak. Nearly 50% of his songs were good or better. Busta Rhymes is a pretty household name for anyone who likes hip-hop, and maybe even so for some people outside the genre. I was, however, shocked that through a 10-album, 25-year, 180-song career, I haven't noticed a single artist yet that took a line, song idea, beat, or sample from Busta Bus. While his subject matter and song topics never seem to be too out there, his image, delivery, rhyme style, vocabulary, and overall sound were very original. So let's check out the math here for Busta and see how it adds up for him. Lyrics, he gets a six, and I want to talk about this for a quick second too. So I, I already, you know, discussed why he was above average in my breakdown of Busta Rhymes, right? But I want to talk a little bit more specifically on it. So yes, he did have some reaches with some sketchy lines, but he also made some strong points. Um, he got better with rhyme schemes as time went on. Got much better with multisyllabic rhymes and things like that. He was able to keep a topic. So a lot of above average stuff there for Busta Rhymes. The problem was that it wasn't a constant thing. It wasn't every bar or every two bars with Busta Rhymes. It was more something that he showed an ability to do but did also have a lot of average stuff in between it. Now, Buster Rhymes stayed at a five and a half slash six for probably like his last three albums in a row. And 
It was one of those things, it's rare that somebody stays at a slash for that long, especially if they've been trending in a particular direction. So Buster Rhymes had been trending up, and I just really couldn't find anything to bring myself to officially say, yeah, you know what, Buster's a six. And it was, it was bugging me a little bit, because he really was right there, and it really was a judgment call, but I just let him hang on to the five and a half, because it just didn't really, I wanted to see something from Busta on one of, you know, somewhere on one of those last three albums where I couldn't really bring myself to leave him at a five and a half. I wanted him to do something where I was like, oh, okay, Busta, he's a six, I'm moving him up. And he just never seemed to be able to do that. Then he came out with another album last year. And he was very, very impressive on that album. Impressive enough that I felt very comfortable and confident moving Busta Rhymes up to a six lyrically. And I do think that he deserved it. So I am glad that he did come out with that album. And I am glad that he was able to keep his skill level at a certain height. And not dip below that and make me say, yeah, he killed that song. But then he's, you know, he's making me want to reverse it again on this song. Um, he was very good on that last album. He was consistently good, and he did enough to raise his lyric score to a 6. Albums, he gets a 4.72 with zero classics. Songs, he gets a plus .27. And like we spoke about, that came from Busta Rhymes having a total of 180 songs. Six of those 180 were great, with only one being weak. So... That came out to Busta Rhymes getting plus a quarter of a point in the songs department. Impact, he gets a six. And this is one of those things where, you know, it's kind of just Busta Rhymes' name carrying him to that point, right? Because Busta Rhymes is, in general, a pretty household name. Like I said, even outside of the hip-hop community, most people probably know who Busta Rhymes is. That has to count for something. And even though Busta was never able to win a Grammy... I mean, 12 nominations or 13 nominations, whatever it was. Obviously, man, if you're getting nominated that regularly for that many Grammys, no, he seemingly never was able to take it to a level where he won any of them. But you gotta be doing something right to be nominated for that many Grammys. So again, he's not gonna get a fucking nine here or anything because he's a popular name and he was nominated for a bunch of Grammys. We do have to keep in mind that he didn't win any of those. We do have to keep in mind other things that maybe weren't amazing as far as Impact was concerned. But, like I said, a pretty household name, a pretty popular dude, relatively commercially successful, 12 or 13, whatever it was, Grammy nominations and things like that. So, we are definitely seeing... Some pretty above average stuff when it comes to impact there for Busta Rhymes. But we also have to keep in mind that over a long career, we haven't really seen anybody sample Bust, take any of his beats, his lines, song ideas, and things like that. So that does have to factor in a little bit. But he still does get an above average score for impact there with a 6. Originality, he gets an 8. And, you know, this kind of goes without saying... When Busta Rhymes comes on a track, you know who Busta Rhymes is. Like I said, his content wasn't overly out there. He didn't have any songs that were about anything overly ridiculous that nobody else was making songs about. But, you know, in general, his image was pretty original. Not original to the point where you were going to look over and say, Yo, who the fuck is that dude? What is he doing? What is he wearing? 
that wasn't Busta, right? But you could also tell that Busta was just being himself. So you don't have to be ridiculous and retarded and overly unique and original and wear, you know, walk around with a bathrobe and a shower cap on and, you know, random shit like that to get a good score for originality. You really just have to be yourself. You really just have to not follow people's trends and things like that. Busta didn't really do anything like that. His image was relatively original. His delivery, his rhyme style, his vocabulary, his overall sound, things like that were certainly original. So you couple those original things about Busta Rhymes with the fact that he never really was a follower. He didn't follow any trends. He didn't take people's lingos and things like that. That's not to say that Busta never took anything from anybody. But it wasn't an overabundance. Busta was definitely way more of an original, unique character than he was not. So, great score there for Busta Rhymes, getting an 8 in the originality department. And you add all those 5 numbers up, and you divide by 5, and it gives you a final rating of 5.00, which puts Busta Rhymes in 38th place of 184 artists done overall. So, a pretty solid finish there for Busta Rhymes. When this is all said and done, this should surely have Busta inside of our top 100 overall, and deservedly so, I think. Now, I want to speak on a couple of things real quick. I finished Busta Rhymes early in 2020, and every time we take a break on the podcast, whether it be for the summer break or whatever the case is, I always make sure I go through the entire list of names of artists that we've covered so far, and run through everyone and make sure they haven't come out with any new material that I haven't scored since I last did them. And if they have, I go through and listen to the new material and fix their scores. Well, Busta Rhymes came out with an album in 2020 that hadn't been scored yet. So I went back last week and listened to it, and Busta Rhymes was able to raise his overall score from a 4.87 to a 5.00, which moved him up 13 spots in the final list. There were a couple of different reasons Busta was able to move up so much from just one single album, and I want to talk about that real quick because I remember when I told my cousin, damn, Busta Rhymes just moved up 13 spots from that last album, and he was like, what the fuck did he do on that album that moved him up 13 spots in one album? First of all, he doesn't have an overabundance of material. That's not to say that he has a very little amount of material, but not an overabundance of material. So him making a new album will have a little bit more of an impact, whether it be good or bad, than someone like, let's say, E-40, who has close to 30 albums and almost 500 songs. So when Busta comes out with a great album, and, you know, that's one out of ten... That's going to be a it's going to raise his any of his scores more than it would raise somebody like E40 or Busybone or something like that. But also, Busta was right at the cusp like I spoke about earlier of getting a 6 lyrically when I finished him last time. He had been a 5.5/6 for a couple of albums and although I debated raising him to a 6 when I was done, I wasn't quite 100% sold on comfortably giving him a 6 officially. After this album, I certainly am. Busta was able to revisit his old sound while still making sure the technicalities were at their best for the most part. It was also his second highest scoring album ever, which naturally raised his album score a bit, and he was able to register two more great songs onto his total 
while not having any weak ones on that album, which in turn raised his song score a bit. So Busta was able to raise three out of five of his scores off of one great album there. So I'm glad Busta came out with that album and did what he did on it because he deserves this score and I'm glad he was able to clamp down and solidify it. So shout outs to Busta Rhymes for sure. I've always been a pretty big fan of Busta in general. So now let me explain what's going to go on here with Mr. Cheeks and the Lost Boys. Like I explained earlier, Mr. Cheeks is a member of Queen's hip-hop group, The Lost Boys. I remember when looking into them, Mr. Cheeks was the main dude in the group, and I mean that in more ways than one. He was not only the frontman for the group, but one of the few members who stayed with the group from beginning to end. Other members would come, go, or be swapped out, or whatever the case was. The only other member who stayed with him throughout was Freaky Ta, who was more of a hype man for the group than anything. It was very rare that he had verses on songs and even more rare that he ever had songs on his own. Mr. Cheeks, on the other hand, basically seemed to be on every single Lost Boys song. So since the other members were in and out of the group and Mr. Cheeks and Freaky Ta were the only constants, being that Mr. Cheeks made the cut and Freaky Ta did not, that means that 50% of the Lost Boys members qualified but since they were out as a group first, before any of the individuals, the group and its material containing Mr. Cheeks will count, but obviously only for Mr. Cheeks as the other members were either left out due to a lack of info or did not make the cut. So we'll start off with whatever info on the group I could find, which wasn't much, and then we'll move right into Mr. Cheeks individually since he's the only member who made the cut. So the Lost Boys origin is South Jamaica, Queens, New York City, United States. The genres are listed as hip-hop. The years active are listed as 1993 to 1999 and 2010 to present. Their past members are listed as Spig Nice and Pretty Lou. And their current members are listed as Mr. Cheeks, Freaky Ka, and K. Chris. So there really wasn't too much info in general that I could find on this group, but let's see what their background said and then we'll get into info on Mr. Cheeks. Lost Boys is a record label and hip-hop group from South Jamaica, Queens, New York City, consisting of MC Mr. Cheeks, Freaky Ka, and K. Chris. Originally in the early 90s, Lost Boys consisted of Mr. Cheeks, Freaky Ta, Spig Nice, and Pretty Lou. So not really anything there to add to what we already knew, so like I said, not too much info on the group in general, but... Not a major problem as only one member makes the cut here today anyway and we should have enough info to go off of that for sure so let's get into Mr. Cheeks now who had his debut solo album out in 2001. Birth name Terrence Kelly, born March 28, 1971 in South Jamaica, Queens, New York City, United States. His genres are listed as hip-hop and his years active are listed as 1991 to present. Pretty similar stuff there to the group, some minor differences, but let's check out some background info on Mr. Cheeks individually and see if we get anything to add there. Terrence Kelly, born March 28, 1971, known professionally as Mr. Cheeks, is an American rapper best known for his work with the musical group Lost Boys and as a solo artist with the single Lights, Camera, Action. So, not too much there to add either. Accurate, but short, sweet, and to the point. So... With all the official group and individual background info out of the way, let's read up on what I wrote down on Mr. Cheeks while I was listening to him. 
I definitely used to fuck with some random Lost Boys tracks, but never had a Lost Boys or Mr. Cheeks album. Lyrically, he was average as he was a pretty good storyteller, but overly good or bad lines were both rare. He was, however, good at keeping a topic and using different rhyme schemes. Between the Lost Boys and himself, he qualified seven albums for scoring. All but one were good, with the remaining album being average. Of his 98 total songs, only one was great, but another 19 were good, and only two were weak. Mr. Cheeks and the Lost Boys are synonymous with one another, but unfortunately neither had an overly major impact on hip-hop and can only list cannabis among their directly influenced artists. While the majority of Cheeks' songs were of typical nature, he was pretty original with his sound, lingo, delivery, and overall style. So let's break down the math here on Mr. Cheeks and see how he ended up. Lyrics, he gets a five. Like I spoke about, there really wasn't anything overly good or bad about Mr. Cheeks. He definitely was able to tell a pretty good story. He was able to keep a topic. Um, you know, sometimes was able to utilize some different rhyme schemes and things like that. But like I said, overly good or bad lines were both extremely rare for Mr. Cheeks. So he pretty much just stayed at a five the entire time. Albums, he gets a 4.01 with zero classics, like we spoke about. Only seven albums qualified for scoring between him and the group. Um, all of those albums, except for one, were good. He scored the one average album, but like I said, other than that, all of them good. Songs, he gets a minus .10, which is obviously a very small loss. It's only a .1, but it's still a loss where you could be gaining. That came from 98 total songs. He did have one great song. But he also had two weak songs, so he winds up losing a tenth of a point there in the songs category. Impact, he gets a four and a half. And, you know, this is one of those things where the group didn't have an overly huge impact on hip-hop. Yes, they had a decent buzz at one point, and they had a pretty good underground following, which I'm not saying they don't anymore or anything like that. But there's a difference between being commercially successful, being extremely famous, being in high popular demand and things like that and just kind of having a core following so i you know i just want to point that out cannabis the only artist really on their list of names there that they directly influence so that's another thing where there wasn't any you know major credit to give them there for impact mr cheeks wasn't really able to have any more success by himself than the lost boys were he did have the one single lights camera action which was touched on in his bio and his background info and stuff like that Mr. Cheeks certainly not a one-hit wonder um never really had the success with any of his other songs that he did have with that one but the group had some successes with Renee and a couple of albums and things like that so I wouldn't call Mr. Cheeks a one-hit wonder at all but not an overly big impact on the hip-hop community there so he gets a just below average score of four and a half and originality, he gets a six and a half, and that kind of came from just his overall general originality with his sound, um, his choice of words, his lingo, his delivery, and stuff like that. So, Mr. Cheeks was pretty original when it came to stuff like that. Nothing else overly stand out there to give him a major amount of credit for. There wasn't, you know, any ridiculous song topics. Um, his message wasn't that of something that was totally out of left field or completely different from anybody else that was out at that time period. So there wasn't really anything Mr. Cheeks did that was below average when it came to originality, mostly at an even keel there. But like I said, the, the overall sound, the lingo, the delivery and stuff like that, and his overall rhyme style and stuff like that were enough to carry him to a six and a half. 
You add all those five numbers up and you divide by five and it gives you a final rating of 3.98, which leaves Mr. Cheeks in 135th place of 184 artists done overall. So I know obviously that's not a great finish, but keep a couple of things in mind here. A lot of average scores landing people super low lately. And while this is the bottom half, it's not a terrible finish. So at least some originality there from Mr. Cheeks able to salvage him from being down in the bottom bottom. And also the fact that his main partner was killed and he doesn't have an overabundance of material. So a decent artist here dealt some rough hands and doesn't get the best finish here today. But again, man, shoutouts to Mr. Cheeks and the Lost Boys. Definitely some legendary and iconic songs. And they had a pretty big movement in the 90s, especially in Queens. So... Like I said, big shout-outs to them. Me and My Crazy World, one of my all-time favorite songs ever to this day. So, big shout-outs to Mr. Cheeks and the Lost Boys. So, we're going to start off with our top 10% overall here. And since we're up to a certain number of artists covered now, this list will grow by one today from a top 14 to a top 15. Did one of these artists today crack it? Did someone who was slid out recently make their way back in? Let's check it out and find out. In our top spot, we have Big L, who's in 5th place of 184 artists done overall. Directly behind him in 6th is Nas. Directly behind Nas is AZ, who's in 7th. And directly behind him in 8th is Method Man. Couple slots back from Meth is Black Thought of the Roots, who's in 10th. And directly behind him in a 3-way tie for 11th are Tupac and Biggie. Behind them is Pharaoh Monch, who's in 15th. Behind him in 18th is KRS-One. Behind him is Jizza, who's in 22nd. A couple slots back from Jizza in 24th is Slick Rick. And a couple of slots back from him is Rakim, who's in 26th. Directly behind Rakim in 27th is Redman. And directly behind Red is Common, who's in 28th. And a couple of slots back from Common is Lil Wayne, who's in 30th place of 184 artists done overall. So since neither artist covered here today was able to make this list, but it did grow by one, that allows someone to sneak back into our top 10% overall. And after only being there for one week, Lil Wayne was ousted, and now, just two weeks removed, he's right back in there. So big shoutouts to Lil Wayne for being a two-time top 10%er. Now on to our current top 10% lyrically so far. In a four-way tie for our top spot, we have Pharaoh Manch, Black Thought of the Roots, Nas, and AZ, who all got lyrical scores of 8.5. Behind them in fifth place is Method Man with a lyrical score of 8. In a four-way tie for sixth place behind Meth, we have Master Ace, Jizza, Common, and Big L, who all got lyrical scores of 7.5. Behind them, in a tie for 10th place, we have KRS-One and Lord Finesse, who got lyrical scores of 7. And then in an 11-way tie for 12th place, we have Will Smith, Rakim, Cool G Rap, Everlast, Tupac, Redman, Sticky Fingers of Onyx, Lazy Bone of Bone Thugs and Harmony, Biggie, Tame One, and Lil Wayne, all getting lyrical scores of 6.5. So no changes to this list today at all as this number of people in this list stays the same since we have such a long tie for our last spot currently. And now let's get into our particular decades list. We're going to start off with our top five rappers to make their debut in the 1980s. Number one, KRS-One. 
Number two, Slick Rick. Number three, Rakim. Number four, Rev Run of Run DMC. And number five, LL Cool J. Major shout outs to the legends who paved the way. Now on to our top five artists to make their debut in the 90s so far. In our top spot, we have Big L. Behind him in second, Nas. In third, AZ. Fourth, Method Man. And fifth, Black Thought of the Roots. So again, no changes to this list today. And I believe that's two weeks in a row now. I believe the record was five weeks in a row with nobody able to crack this list. So let's see if anybody is able to crack it in the near future. Now let's get into our new list that we started this session of our top three artists from each region of the country. We're going to start with our East Coast. Your top three artists to come from the East Coast so far are Big L from Harlem, New York, Nas from Queens, New York, and AZ from Brooklyn, New York. Moving across to our West Coast, your top three artists to come out of the West Coast are Tupac from Marin County, California, Ice Cube of NWA from Los Angeles, California, and Everlast, also from Los Angeles, California. Moving down south, your top three MCs to come out of the south so far are Lil Wayne from New Orleans, Louisiana, Andre 3000 of Outkast from Atlanta, Georgia, and Big Boy, also from Outkast and also from Atlanta, Georgia. Moving over to our Midwest, your top three artists to come out of the Midwest thus far are Common from Chicago, Illinois, Crazy Bone of Bone Thugs and Harmony from Cleveland, Ohio, and Lazy Bone, also of Bone Thugs and Harmony, and also from Cleveland, Ohio. So neither of these artists here today able to crack any of our lists, but we did see Lil Wayne able to slide his way back into our top 10% overall. So interesting stuff there. We'll have to see if he's able to hold on to that spot this time going forward. And if you'd like to see any or all of our lists in full, you can give the Facebook website a visit at www.facebook.com slash tale of the tapes podcast. If you're interested in seeing upcoming schedules of artists, uh, did not make the cut list, left out list, just all sorts of things like that. All our lists right here that we read off at the end of our episodes are all in writing on the Facebook website. So please give that page a like and follow it if you're interested in seeing any of those things. You can also give the host website a visit at www.anchor.fm slash tale of the tapes. Both of those links are spelled completely normally. On the host website, you see a support button. Slide your little mouse over it and click it and give me a massive amount of money. Holla. <laughs> so that's it for today's episode, man. Next week, we're going to be covering both members Sean Price and Rock of Helta Skelta. And I'm anticipating a pretty dope and possibly somewhat surprising episode next week, so I would advise tuning in. Tale of the tapes. Peace. Tale of the tapes. Might as well. <laughs>